I don't know why people flake. I made a lot of mistakes in my previous business years ago. So am I meeting you there? I'm like, no, I'm gone. I told you I'm gone. You can't wait that long. Welcome back to the Captain Bagrat podcast, where we're on a mission to fight boring news about Asia and Australia. You know, it's a tough job, but someone's got to do it. As always, we are recording from downtown Chinatown. And today, we've got Francine. Hi, Madam Chan. Kamustaka. <laughs> oh, what's mustaka? Uh, kamustaka means how are you? In which In language? Tagalog. Ta- oh, which is uh, a Filipino? Yes, the national language of the Philippines. Oh, excellent. But... <laughs> You, you've been an Aussie all your life, right? Yes. I was born here, but I'm of Filipino heritage. Yeah. From like... Oh, like where in the Philippines? Uh, oh, well... Generation? So I'm first generation Australian. Yeah. Like I was the first one born here. So I guess I'm second generation Filipino. Is that how that works? <laughs> to tell you the truth, I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> I know I'm first generation Australian. <laughs> Aussie by heart, mm. yeah. I definitely, I definitely, yeah, put you in the uh, more Aussie camp. <laughs> and today, I've got you to talk about fakers and flakers. Yeah, well, we'll, <laughs> we'll see where it goes. <laughs> so, Francine and I were having this conversation, and we were saying, kids these days, why do they flake? <laughs> Yeah, well, not just kids these days. I mean, just society these days too. I know. Like, not just the generation younger than us. I know. <laughs> Even our friends, right? Yeah, and our random dates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, should we go straight to the straight dates? to it? Well, Let's that's what I was. <laughs> that's what I was referring to when I started talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm guessing you've got a fair few stories up your sleeves about these flakers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know they're that interesting the stories it's just more that so I'm talking about online dating dating apps it's just more that I find that it's made the whole um dating scene or just the way we meet people um it's made it more just way too easy and casual and Mm. And I feel like it's gotten flakier, the ease of just being able to swipe left, swipe right, and then not make an effort with people. Or, you know, even when people do start messaging you, they just sometimes just flake. <laughs> yeah. But but there has been studies done where yeah. apparently with guys, they just, they'll be swiping yes to any girl. And so, oh. yeah, well, oh, I thought it was common knowledge. <laughs> So guys are trying to, you know, get as many hit rates as possible, whereas oh, yeah. girls, uh, you know, we are a little bit pickier. And then so when yeah, we, that'd be true. Yeah, and then so when it does match for yeah. a girl, it's like, oh, okay, this is actually the guy that I'm sort of interested in. Mm. Whereas for a guy, he's like, all right, getting anyone, my numbers. yeah, getting my numbers up. Oh God, yeah. Well, that would explain part of it, I reckon. That's why they, yeah, yeah. when you do match, they might not talk to you. They're like, oh yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I feel like it's made it harder because mm. – and then it doesn't seem to be as normal a thing anymore to just meet the old school way. Like people don't really – well, not as much anyway – go out to bars or whatever for that purpose. Like, yeah. you know, like for example me, I – you know, when I'm out to catch up with friends – 
that's it. I kind of don't pay attention to (laughs) what's around me in a bar or whatever because I feel like time's so valuable now. With your friends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't really, you know, go out to bars to meet guys. Well, not necessarily, yeah. Yeah. So so how do you... How do you meet someone? Because yeah. you know you're, you're there with all your girlfriends, which you've taken maybe a month to organize sometimes, yeah. if not more. Yeah. And you're there to focus on them and say, well, what are you doing these days? You know, let's yeah. have a good time. Let's catch up about all the old times. Let's talk about you know funny things or things that have been happening in your life. And yeah, um, everything else is just peripheral. Like you forget yes. that there are men yeah. around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So where do we find that? Because, you know, if the online way is a bit too flaky. I don't know. So can you tell me some, like, funny stories um, um, or examples of how they flaked on you? I have funny stories. They're not necessarily about the flakiness, though. Oh, well, <laughs> do tell. <laughs> I'm, like, random ones. Um, so, I mean, there's there's one I can think of where I didn't actually – meet the guy in person in the end but I still find it a bit hilarious because um so I was finishing I mean this must have been a few years ago now um I was finishing work I was meant to meet this guy um at a bar in the so you already committed to a date a time and a place yes yeah yeah okay (laughs) and then so when I was packing up at work I think I messaged him to ask where we were meeting because he didn't say he just said the cbd he just said the city he didn't Mm. say where specifically then he sent me an address which was on park street in (laughs) hyde park oh a park well near hyde park and um (laughs) then i looked it up on google and i couldn't find a bar so i messaged him back and i said i don't i can't find the bar what's the name of the bar (laughs) Turns out it's not a bar. I've never met this guy in my life. It's his apartment. And oh. <laughs> and also, yeah, I wasn't looking for like a casual. And and then he made up all these excuses about, well, we had to have drinks at his apartment because he couldn't leave his work. He was working from home that day and, I don't know, something about he had to have his laptop open and check it or I don't, some lame, lame excuse. excuse. Yeah. I mean, you can take your laptop to a bar and <laughs> have it open at the same time, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then so I was getting a bit sus already and I, I texted a couple of girlfriends, I remember, <laughs> and then um, I said... I said, what do you think? Should I go? I don't even know this guy. I don't think I should go because, you know, you never know, right? Yeah, and one of my friends was saying, what Park Street where that woman was killed on a Tinder date? Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so clearly I didn't go meet the guy. But I I think that was good avoidance. Yeah, I thought that was the end of it. Then at about 9.30 or 10 or whatever, it turns out he'd still been waiting and he was texting me, saying, so are you still coming or what? <laughs> like, no, I'm not um, but coming. But surely by 10 o'clock he wouldn't need to work in his room anymore with the laptop open. Surely at 10 yeah. o'clock you'd be able to go downstairs. There's plenty of bars around yeah, that area, exactly. right? Exactly. So that's more of a non-date story, actually. It's just one of the funny ones I remember. <laughs> red flag. I'm so glad you yeah, yeah, red one. Flag. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of the examples of dodging? Uh, um, already dodged. Well, that's yeah, I dodged him. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing. But guys flaking, you mean? Yeah, flaking where, you know, you've um, said exactly what time and then, then last oh. minute or even if they were supposed to meet you, they didn't turn up. Yeah, well, I had 
Oh, yeah, so the, I do have a, a flaky story. Um, so I was, so we're in Chinatown, right? I was meant to, again, after work, meet this guy for drinks nearby town mm-hmm. hall, so I was just going to walk. But he works in, like, Parramatta or something, okay. so he had to catch the train in. and Which would have been, what, an hour? Oh, no, like, I don't know, 20 minutes, yeah. half an hour maybe. Um and then he was messaging saying he was, you know, 10 minutes late and, and it was fine because I was at work anyway. I could just keep working. But then it was like another 10 minutes and then it became uh, 20 minutes, half an hour, an hour. And an then, accumulation of 10 yeah. minutes. <laughs> but, he, he, but he still kept going instead of just cancelling or postponing for mm. another day. He just kept asking me to wait and I stupidly did. Yeah. And then I... And then we finally agreed on whereabouts in town hall. And so I gave up trying to wait at the office. So I went to the bar. Yes. Waited there. um, And it was, and I was feeling like an old lady at that point because it was like, I think it was a Friday night. So it was, you know, real loud, loud, doof, doof music. and Just too much for me. And then, and he said he was still coming because he, he said, his friends were also at that bar. So then I was like, so am I meeting this guy for drinks or like hanging out with his friends who I don't know or what? But I stupidly still waited for a while. Yeah. Until, uh, I don't know. I mean, all up, including the time that I kept saying, yeah, it's okay, I'll wait at the office. Mm. I'd say all up it was maybe a couple of hours. That's a long time to keep someone waiting. Yes. And he never turned up in the end. Well, I, I don't know because by then I finally found some self-respect and yeah, left. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's such a flaker. Yeah. I mean, but are so inconsiderate. inconsiderate. Yeah. Like, inconsiderate of other people's times. But yeah. you guys already built rapport, right? Yeah, yeah. So this was – we were finally going to meet up. Like mm. this was someone, you know, I'd been we'd been messaging for a bit. I can't remember how long. But, yeah. We had. That's why we wanted to grab a drink. And and I thought yeah. that would have, you know, at least build up some trust, right? Mm. But why do you guys do this? Why do they, you know, instead of saying, hey, you know, I'm feeling... You could have made up some lame excuse like, oh, look, I'm feeling under the weather or my car broke down or, you know, something like yeah. that. Instead of making you wait and, you know, just like, t- you know, dragging you along. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know why I fell for it for so long too. I mean, again, it was girlfriends that kind of... Mm. Um, woke me up to it because while I was waiting, I was so bored. Um, I had been so a group of girlfriends have we have this group chat on WhatsApp, yeah, and we were all telling each other where we were. So I told them where I was, and after a while, they were like, Are you still there? They were like, Woman, have some self respect and leave. <laughs> They're like, How hot is this guy that you're willing to wait that long? <laughs> I don't think he was actually even that hot, I was just. I know, naively thinking he was going to show up soon because... And because you had such a good conversation beforehand, right? Yeah, and also because it wasn't... Originally it was just short increments. It was like 10 minutes late, but the fact that it kept going... It could have been like 10 minutes times a million. Yeah. (laughs) Well, good riddance. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, it's what happens. Sometimes guys don't feel like being the bad guy. So they they like to make up these sort of excuses for the girls to make a concrete decision go, okay, well, I'm not waiting for you anymore. Yeah. Let's catch up which another the, time. Yep. Yeah, which is what a lot of guys do because it's just out of habit. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, again, similar to the story I told you prior to that, 
He did text later in the night the same thing. Mm. <laughs> he also said, so am I meeting you there? I'm like, no, I'm gone. I told you I'm gone. <laughs> Can't wait that long. <laughs> Good readers. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know why people flake, but apparently yeah. with society, there's more and more, even on the friendship level, there yes. are people who just flake last minute, even though they're the ones who initiate. Yeah. Let's meet here. I've got nothing on this day. And then last minute, they're like, oh, I'm feeling under the weather. Yeah. Let's catch up another time. Uh, you've just ruined my weekend because <laughs> I've already just, you know, coordinated everything around you. So yeah. why, why is that? Do you think it's just out of like... The, the need of feeling wanted to have something to do and then when something better comes up, do they go for that? I don't know. I don't know why exactly, mm. but I do, and I think I mentioned this to you when we were chatting about it before, mm. I do feel like technology and the ease of it has just made it worse because, sure, they say that it helps us communicate more, mm. But I, but I feel like the ease, again, adds to the flakiness. So, um, you know, for example, it's you mentioned last minute, like they can, they, people bail at last minute that yeah. text you. But you know how we were talking about when there weren't mobile phones? Oh, yes. I remember those good old days, yeah. those golden days where we had to use a telephone. Yeah, exactly. So we're both old enough to remember <laughs> the ones where there's like a circular dial where yeah, you exactly. have to move the dial <laughs> around for the number yeah and that i i even remember the color of ours our whatever you call what do you call those phones dial-up phones <laughs> <laughs> so we had this like mustard colored one analog and, phones yeah <laughs> yeah and the dial had that um sound that yeah. kind of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but back then you had to show up because you could only call your friend before you left home. There was no other way to tell them at the last minute you weren't showing up. So you had to call them before you left home to make sure. Yes. And you had to be at that meeting spot at that time because there was just no other form of communication. It, it was like, you know, you, you, when you commit, you have to commit. Yeah. And I think that, I think that's a wonderful trait to have. Yeah. Yeah. But don't get me wrong, I'm not completely, um, what's the term, like innocent in this. I Because mm. I'm trying to think back. I mean, I know it frustrates me too when it happens, but I'm trying to think back over the years because we've had mobiles for a long time now. Yes, yes. <laughs> Whether I've done that, I probably have. Oh, and not, yeah. you know, especially when I was younger and not really thought much of it. And I'm no angel either. I'm, yeah. I'm sure I've also flaked on a few friends yeah. because I'm like, oh, I'm at home. I'm actually really enjoying this serenity right now. <laughs> I'm in my space. I want, I want to, you know, watch TV or read a book actually. Yeah. Or go that... down to the beach. <laughs> oh, yeah, especially in winter it's so hard to get me out <laughs> I just get too comfortable it's just so nice being um what's the my theme for this year was um Jomo what what's Jomo it's the opposite of FOMO so I don't have a fear of missing out I have the joy of missing, missing out, out. <laughs> so I'm um, I'd happily uh go home <laughs> Relax. <laughs> but I think it's really important to also have your own time because yeah. there are certain people um, who are 
bit of a faker where oh. they fake to be busy all the time where they're telling you oh my god I'm so busy so busy so busy and to the point where yeah they're the ones initiating and then they're like oh sorry you know we may have to catch up another time because I'm so busy but are they really busy yeah and also mm. even if they are busy mm. with what do you call this that I'm doing right now your your uh, <laughs> commas <laughs> speech marks um speech marks, yeah. Yeah, is it really a productive busy yes. or like a strategic busy or a meaningful busy? And again, I, I, you know, was guilty of that in the past too, but I, I'm specifically with my business now, I'm mm. trying not to do that because it's also a lesson that I learned from my previous business. Just mm. I felt like you always had to be busy, busy. but busy is not necessarily sp- strategic or productive yes now I try to make sure particularly in the whole kind of startup land there's this whole persona of you know the hustle and the grind um exactly what you said about like you know faking being busy (laughs) well I mean I'm sure people are like doing the 24 hustle or 24 7 grind but is it the right way to do things like is it that do you see meaningful outcomes from being completely sleep deprived and <laughs> yeah well apparently there's a status with being busy so yeah. you know how our economy has become this you know um high in demand short in supply oh, so yeah. apparently it's, it's the application of exactly that so when you're telling people oh my god i am so busy so in order for me to make time for you you should be so special <laughs> yeah oh god yeah that that one really gets me these days. Like I do see a difference, you know, the more we talk about these things and I think, oh, my God, but I probably was guilty of those some of those things in the past. But at my age now, those, some of those things are the opposite of how, of what I espouse now, what I try to be. Mm. Um, so it really kind of gets to me. <laughs> For me, when I like, I've experienced um, you know, people and managers who always used to say, "Oh my God, I'm so busy." Like whenever someone asks you, "Oh, how are you going?" So I was like, "So busy, so busy." Yeah. And I'm in the team, and I actually know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. And yeah. and it's just to the point where I'm like, no, actually, all of us are actually doing the work. Yeah. <laughs> so you're you're actually not as busy as you're trying to make other people perceive you as. Yeah. And the funny thing is, he got me redundant. Ah. Oh. <laughs> To be honest, I've seen that a lot. With people saying, I'm so, I'm so busy, and yeah. then after a year or two they get made redundant. Oh, no, not necessarily <laughs> oh, oh, okay. that they get made redundant, but just that mm. scenario. I've seen it a lot in previous jobs mm. that I've had. Um, you know, the, and I guess, yeah, like what you were saying, to try and um, look good, mm. like, oh, this perception of being busy just... Um, yeah, it does kind of drive me mad like it does with you. <laughs> it just means to me, like, you know, if somebody says, oh, look, I'm so busy, I don't have time for this and that, it just means they're not very good with time. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think for me the reason why it's it's such a prickly topic for me now mm. is because um, I – Oh, by the way, thank you for coming on this podcast <laughs> and for making the time. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> You're this busy, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I think it's the, I think what gets me is the, the focus on quantity over mm, quality. Yes. 
so surface over depth and in many other aspects that's a big thing for me like um I mean right now we're talking about busyness but mm. even you know like um say with startups and vanity metrics oh yes yeah. bragging <laughs> busyness bragging yeah is that also another one yes. yeah and I'm more I'd rather see the depth so meaningful mm. outcomes not necessarily many things but fewer I think fewer more meaningful and more impact yeah yeah making yes. a deeper impact I think for me is more valuable than saying we have x amount of yeah. you know hundreds of this or whatever yeah but <laughs> who cares yeah <laughs> But in a service-driven world, you know, yeah. there are people who are physically and, act- and um, actively very busy. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there are jobs That's where, true. like, CEOs of big companies and big fours um, and partners who are literally yeah. quite busy. But then some of these people who I've met, they seem to be able to coordinate their time to spend time with their family still and spend yeah. time with their friends. So in a way, they're busy, yet they still make the time, which means they're very time efficient. Yes, the same yeah and they value again i'd relate it back to depth again mm. so they value quality time yeah. in their relationships yeah. so they carve out time for what's important That's to right. them so you can if it's important to you you can always carve out the time so i guess just saying you're busy sometimes mm. could mean or or the person you're saying it to could take it as so you just don't want to make the time. Yeah, avoidance, essentially. <laughs> yeah. yeah, business avoidance. So, you know, you are, if you are a CEO or uh, a partner or someone at a higher level and you have a lot of responsibilities and, you know, your your daily uh, your daily diaries are completely booked out, it's called it's what's called delegation. Mm. You delegate. Yeah, that's exactly. you keep yeah. everything going. Yeah. I think, <laughs> yeah, that's an important part Still, of yeah. leadership. Is that's right empowering others so mm. not empowering others to be able to do their jobs that's right and not micromanaging <laughs> yeah exactly to do yeah. a portion of the job that you're you know you're responsible for yeah and yeah exactly empower them so then you still have the time to think strategically exactly yeah, yeah. <sighs> and have time for your family obviously <laughs> yeah. thinking yeah. time i was talking about yeah i was talking about this with a friend recently mm. about the need to especially when you're running a business, the need to carve out the thinking time mm. um, and not just fill the day with the busy time, yeah. like the task-based stuff. Yeah. Um, it's hard. It's not. I mean, I think it's easier said than done because I'm constantly struggling with it. Like I constantly feel the need to carve out more of the thinking time so I can make more strategic business, uh, sorry, strategic decisions mm. for the business but um, I guess also in an early stage venture, you mm. by nature have to do a Everything. lot. Yeah. yeah. So, so you get sometimes you get too stuck in the doing of the the yeah the doing and the putting out ton- fires as well. Yeah. Yeah, because nobody else can but you because you know your resource short as a startup itself. Yeah. And you, you can't really depend on anyone else to begin yeah. with. Well, I mean, mm. I know what you mean from. Mm previous jobs have had to do a lot of those you know putting out fires in yeah. in a managerial role but to be honest so far um 
in this new venture, I haven't had to put out too many fires yet. <laughs> Been very blessed with, um, I mean, it's a very lean, there's hardly anyone, <laughs> like no one full time. So have some casual help and, and, and interns, but yeah, there's, there's not been any major fires to put out yet. That's also a reflection on um, your your business. It obviously means you've thought things through and all the processes so. so that, you know, whatever whatever opportunity something could flare up, you already thought about your risk mitigation plan or action. I hope yeah. so, but it is still early stage, so mm. I don't want to jinx it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, I do – I don't – not jinx it, but mm. you know, I don't. Um, I'm not naive to think I've got everything worked out. Like I know there are mm. going to be new challenges ahead yeah. all the time. I mean, every day is challenging, but um, mm. I'm sure there are going to be new challenges. Yeah, <laughs> it's but the nature of building a business. That's right, and then having yeah. the right processes and systems in place yeah. is how is how a business can keep going on its own instead of depending on the one person, which is usually what a startup is, or one that's or two right. people. Um, and that's where where you see a lot of startups fail because they fail to see that okay, I need to lose control, I need to release some of my control and put in these processes and systems so that when other people yes. come on board, they can take ownership in whatever role that they're supposed yes, to. Yeah, exactly. How you Grow. Yeah, yeah. So, I mm. did experience that. I I guess I was fortunate to learn those lessons on the job where I was being paid Good. a salary by Good. employers <laughs> rather than making those mistakes. Although, no, mind you, I made a lot of mistakes in my previous business years ago. Um, and what was so that? that? It was it was in arts management. Mm. Um, so a bit of um, consulting for arts projects, but also producing. So like. Ooh. Um, I never you knew know, just creative. Oh my yeah. God, <laughs> Well, that's actually. I was about to mention that when you were talking about putting the right systems and processes mm. in place, I've had to get very good at that because of my previous jobs. Because I, even though I was in large organisations where mm. they weren't my business that I owned, but I was often in roles where I had to build something from scratch, mm. like programs and. Whatever. So, and, yeah. yeah, and so there were no systems and processes in place. So I had to learn to put them in. But I'm, I've, and those skills. Sometimes I think we oversimplify the oh, I'm a creative type or I'm an analytical type because I my nature is more creative. I've mm. you know I'm a that's how I grew up. I'm a creative, but and I used to think a long time ago that you know I had that. I guess that's just the way things are mindset, which is the opposite of a growth mindset. And I, yeah, I thought I'm, I just wouldn't be able to think that way. But now I've had to learn to develop those skills. Mm. Um, uh, One from, like I said, learning from lots of mistakes from a previous business, but also to having the opportunity in previous jobs that I've had Mm. So now it helps with this business. Like I, um, I mean, fu- you know, it was funny because I, recently someone said, "Oh, you're very organised with this." I'm like, "I'm actually not naturally <laughs> that way. I've developed it <laughs> by nurture and yeah. experiences and failures." And like, oh, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> learn, learn, learn from mistakes. Yeah, I think is very important. I mean, there's nothing. I don't think there's anything wrong with failure or mistakes I mm. think it's troublesome when you don't learn any lessons from it, from it. then yeah. then maybe it feels like a waste 
<laughs> well, practice makes perfect. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you had the opportunity to learn all that along yeah. the way, and yeah. for organisations which you know had enough padding, because in, in a big organisation, everyone everyone's a little cog for a big you know for a huge yes. wheel. So yeah. if someone falls off the radar, at least they can say, hey, look, we can still keep it going. But when yeah. you're in a startup by yourself or with another co co-founder it's a lot yeah. harder and I oh, think, yeah yeah setting up the structure setting up expectations and setting up like a strategic plan going okay so well i know you don't have a co-founder but i did <laughs> oh you did originally okay. okay do you know about this oh no i had no idea <laughs> but, but also you have to set up um like what's your limit Mm. Yeah, so you have to have all these really hard conversations, yep. which is processing and putting a system in. What? What? Yeah. In what sense? The um, limit, you mean? The limit, like for instance, uh, let's say by X time, if we haven't achieved, um, oh, yes. you know, our first client, do we yep. give up or whatever it is? Or um, let's say your other co-founder is a female and she says, "Look, I I expect to have a family." Yeah. And then you have to have the hard conversation, like, so if you're gonna have a family, then what does it mean for this? business that we're sort of startup that we're doing yeah Yeah. and I think Mm. we had to do that and it all happened very early on so now looking back in hindsight I guess it was for the best that Mm. it didn't work out because at least we found out early yes rather than I think it would have been much harder it's like a relationship (laughs) it's like a marriage it is it's worse (laughs) because yeah it's worse because you're putting your finances into it yeah and you're putting um, all your effort into it and you know that there's a very high chance it won't work yeah well I don't know if it's worse because I like I personally don't know because I've I've never been married Um, makes two of us <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it is I mean it's hard it's like I'd say yeah it's I'd like a relationship like, you have to yeah. put a lot of work and you got to be able to compromise as yeah well. mm. it's uh, I think for us it wasn't I mean in the end really it didn't work out because the my um co-founder was also involved in so we met as colleagues in our previous job mm-hmm. and when we both decided to leave to start this new venture, well, he left before me because mm-hmm. I was a bit emotionally attached to this place where we used to work <laughs> and he only worked there for a year. So it was for him it was easy to cut ties. Yeah. Um, and so when we left, he was involved in a few things. He had his finger in a few, few pies and I guess for financial reasons too because we knew that starting a new venture meant that we wouldn't be earning uh, salary and mm. wouldn't even be making revenue for a while probably. That's right. um, so he temporarily, originally temporarily took on uh, some consulting work mm. and it happened to be for an NGO that he had co-founded mm-hmm. a few years ago. Mm. Eventually the, the board of that NGO mm. asked him if he was interested in coming back as co-CEO, but it's based overseas. Oh, that makes it hard for you guys to work on this yeah. project, right? Yeah. So we did try it at the beginning, but there was a lot, it involved a lot of flying back and forth mm. for him and just not being able to have an equal amount of his time, it made it hard to make decisions and, mm. you know, the just the momentum. And we both acknowledged it, so it was kind of mutually acknowledged. Cause Good. He it was an even, amical break-off. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. never easy no. either way, but at least we both 
recognise that it was necessary. Mm. But now, just over a year later, we've had a chat about potentially collaborating maybe um, with both organisations. But that's good. There hasn't been an opportunity yet, but at least it's... At least those talks are are, are happening. Yeah. The bridge has been built up again. Yeah. So is he one of those guys who's uh, always busyness as status or busyness as bragging or busyness (laughs) by avoidance? Um, I'm not sure I'm completely clear on the busyness as avoidance yet. Well, actually, this is really interesting because, like, this is not work-related. Yeah. I I met somebody who, you know, revealed their darkest secrets to me and said, and I characterize that as business busyness by avoidance um, from emotional um, emotional and mental unavailability. <laughs> no, actually, maybe that's the wrong way. Oh. Um, busyness by avoidance to avoid their emotional and mental uh, needs. Oh, yeah. right. So this I particular see. person I met who, you know, was able to, you know, go through all this trauma yeah. they had and then explain to me that they apparently when they first moved to Sydney, they used to keep themselves so busy. It's like oh. every single night um, this person had to go out to meet with a friend or go yep. to party or, yep. you know, their weekend schedules like chock-a-blocks, like, you know, sports this, go eat here, go and party here. And, yeah. and then apparently when this person went back home, Start crying. Yeah, because it's yeah, the, I understand. Yeah, by avoiding those uh, yep. emotional needs that she needed to address. Yeah, she. No, that person is she. Whoops. <laughs> 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 anyway, um, so she would start crying because yeah. she felt so alone. Yeah, and she's not the only one. There was another one who I who I also met, and same thing. She always had to keep herself busy, and yep. then when she got home, she would start eating a packet of chips. Yeah. Um, and start crying and listen yep. to um this this song all all by myself. <laughs> I just got to a point like, what's wrong with you guys? <laughs> so I think that relates back to what I was saying. I don't know why I'm relating everything back to this. I'm obviously really um obsessed with this concept right now about <laughs> Are you okay? I'm fine, I'm fine. Um relating uh, back to surface level things versus depth. Yes. So, you know, like what you were saying, like busying your social life to avoid dealing with something. Yes. And then going home these people you know and still feeling lonely and end up crying yet you've just been out with a bunch of people it's exactly. because you haven't made deep connections yeah so well yeah, you're I, putting on an act as if okay if i'm making it look like i'm busy to mm. everyone else they must think you know i i am a very social person and yeah. um, i'm not a loner well you mm. know in that that business from years ago that i told you about where i learned from a lot of mm. mistakes Sometimes, yeah, I gave that answer too because I didn't want to have to explain how bad the business was going. Mm. So I'd be like, yeah, it's busy, I'm busy. <laughs> oh, okay, I yeah. see, yeah. Um, yeah, and I, so that's probably what I was doing, the busyness by... By giving a perception. Yeah, perception yeah. of being busy because I didn't want to face the hard... Mm. Um, reality. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, reality. And, and and same with these on a social level. Yeah. Um, pretending to be busy to avoid the harsh 
reality also or that maybe they need to address their mental health issues. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because otherwise it will just eventually explode. Exactly, exactly. I know from experience. Oh, ooh, <laughs> are you willing to tell? Or uh... um, well, It depends what we're going to talk about. <laughs> no, I just like, you know, particularly that, phase of my life that I was talking about the the business from a long time ago I um just have memories of like bottling things up until Mm. until there was nowhere else for it to go but to explode so like yeah um yeah like breaking down crying and um a lot of things it was hard and singing to all by myself love but I love singing (laughs) (laughs) no seriously karaoke is a great way to get out all that tension all that um you know uh whatever is holding you back well music Mm. is genuinely Mm. cathartic for me music is um I mean I am a musician so for me it's um you know they talk about your flow state like athletes being in their flow state and um and I think they say sometimes like um software engineers and mm-hmm. they're like mm-hmm. in the middle of writing code and they're in their peak flow state oh okay yeah so I feel like in that, the sort of zone yeah in the yeah. zone when you're yeah. in the zone but I, I do feel like that when I'm um creating art basically so like mm. expressing myself creatively whether it's music so sitting at my piano yeah. or singing or uh, photography usually, or shooting video. It means you're doing one thing and not thinking about other things that's around yeah. you, giving your brain some Com- time to, to rest. In yeah, a way. and also complete focus because, yeah. like, for example, music is so immediate, so mm. you have to be completely in the moment. Yeah. It's really, um, I find it really cathartic and meditative as well. Yeah, that's why a lot of people take on yoga, meditation, or Buddhism. Yeah, because they need to. They, 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 their lives are so busy and their yeah. minds are going, you know, a little bit crazy. I mean, you know, um, our brain is just full of energy. It's connectivity, you know. Uh, yeah. And then when you get too much stimuli going into it, yeah. Uh, I think sometimes the brain just can't cope, and you need to take some time out. And the hardest part is knowing what kind of time out you actually need for for a particular person. So it seems like music and art is the way for your brain to reset itself and to, you know, conceptualise everything and to, you know. Yeah, reset. Reset's a really good Mm. word. It usually is. I mean, I don't, to be honest, I don't get to do it enough. Mm. But, again, I shouldn't say that as an excuse because we were just talking about how you can carve out time (laughs) that you think is really important. But what I have started doing this year that I've never done before is meditating regularly. Like almost Mm. every day this year I've managed to do it. Um, I mean, you know, there have been months where I miss a few days here and there, but it's the first time ever that I've... um, consistently meditated like built up the practice or the habit of it and I started small at the beginning of the year I started like five minutes and then I built because I realized that I'm not one of those um I mean I did used to try and go you know all in like Mm. with things but I but but I realized that Sometimes when you go too hard into something, it doesn't. It's not long lasting. It's not sustainable. Whether whereas when you build up the practice or build up the habit, you make it habitual by starting yeah. with small things. Yes. Um, then it becomes more consistent or sustainable. Practice makes perfect. Do you meditate? 
I don't meditate, but I take time um, to go and do something on, by myself. On oh, own. yep, that's important. It is really important. So for me, it's going to the beach and mm. just um, not go with anyone else. I'll just go by myself and yep. take a book and just, you know, sunbathe and sleep it off. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, just that, the, just mm. your description of it's making me feel relaxed. Yeah, and just listening to the waves. I think there's yeah. something really rhythmic of the waves. Like it kind of like washes off, washes away all the problems and the worries, anxiety or whatever else yeah. that may be. And then when I come out of it, I'm like, Hmm, actually, I feel better now. I can make a clearer decision. Yeah. And I'm not going to sweat over the small things. I'm going to actually make, um, go and do something. Yeah. What I've been procrastinating about. Or I'm going to make a decision because, you know, it's a hard decision, but I have to make it. Yeah. And that's partly why I started meditating too, is because I, again, with that, Mm. previous business from years ago I do remember I have memories of just getting overwhelmed yes. by um uh to-do lists and just not knowing like I'd get so overwhelmed mm. um you know and I and I do see in hindsight how I have had phases where I've struggled with mm. anxiety and didn't know how to deal with it mm. um and yeah to the point where you can't think clearly and I felt like last year because last year felt like quite a roller coaster ride for me em- yeah. emotionally because you know even the decision to leave a very I guess financially secure um job, yeah. job and you know take the leap again yeah. um knowing that the last time years ago although it was a completely different business but ended in stress and burnout mm. and you know part of me was scared but part of me just had this gut feeling well, it's not just a gut feeling. Like, I mean, that's a different story. But um, that I had to do this, but um, I didn't want to keep having that roller coaster of emotion. I, I wanted to help myself yes. think clearer. So that was not just think clearer, but just be clearer and present as a whole, mm. as a person. And so that's why I started meditating this year. <laughs> I know it's helped a lot of people. It, it, yeah. it is a good source of... Um, of it is a good source of hmm, what would you say it's a good source Uh, of a lot of things yeah strength even (laughs) yeah um it's helpful yeah (laughs) maybe i'll just delete that one yeah (laughs) you know meditating is you know uh, quite helpful for a lot of people or other people find other ways of finding their inner peace and yes yeah Yeah. well yeah Well, thank you very much, Francine, for enlightening me about fakers and flakers, which end up talking more about <laughs> actually your startups and, yeah. and some of the experiences, which I'm sure it's going to help a lot of other people who are considering doing a startup and some of the roller coaster emotions that they'll go through. Yeah, I hope so. Sometimes we mm. just need to hear, I think, stories that are similar to what we've gone through to realize, oh, it's not just me. Yeah, and then also to comprehend the situation and then to admit, okay, maybe I'm keeping myself busy out of X, Y, and Z and maybe find the time to think things through and meditating is an option or going to the beach or, or, you know, maybe not talk for five days. (laughs) I don't know if I could do that. Uh, Well, one of my girlfriends did that and then she asked her boyfriend to marry her. So Oh, wow. (laughs) Exactly. So that could happen. (laughs) Take that five-day no-speaking retreat quite seriously. (laughs) Now 
I might try it. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Francine. My pleasure. Thanks for the chat. That was fun. Oh, glad you enjoyed it. Bag right out. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For the latest updates and posts, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you love it as much as Captain Bagrat and I do, uh, please support us on Patreon, where we hope that our dream of having our own TV show will become a reality one day. So then we can continue to fight boring news on everything, anything, and nothing with an Asian twist. Thanks for your support. Bagrat out. Solid.